While ostensibly a show about emus, the MEP report is actually done by human beings. So we've hired a real emu to help tell our story. The MEP report is a funny show. Map, 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 map. The MEP report is available weekly for free download online at mapreport.com. Emus are sometimes farmed for their glands. The MEP Report. Listen now. Let my home back in Omaha. See if I can make it out in the world. And I got as far as Wichita. Suddenly I wasn't sure anymore. Lost all my friends in Los Angeles. I'm not welcome in New York But I must stop back in Omaha Where the fans they all right and if you're good if everybody's good then once again welcome to member welcome. number 53 Ooh. October 25th 2006. This is the pre-Halloween edition, right, Story? The, the, the pre-Halloween month, yeah. Moment in October. Yeah. October, October the, the founding month. That's yeah. right, this so it's kind of spooky. Yeah, yeah so true. we got it some probably spookiness. probably won't actually be released until Halloween. Yeah. Woo! Halloween. <laughs> so all of a sudden, everybody um, quick gets spooky. So welcome, everybody. So, Thank you for listening. Happy Halloween to everybody when you hear this. Can I bring up a subject that no. we're all interested in? I mean, we can talk about basket weaving and flower no. arranging for the 60 minutes, and that would oh, be nice. fine. I just feel like we sort of got that out of our system last week, so <laughs> want to talk about baseball for a little bit. So to speak. That's okay. Okay, all right. I, we actually oh, like baseball uh, sure. occasionally. All right, sounds good. So what do we got? I have, I have several complaints. First of all, Ooh, Kenny Rogers? Okay, this is what I've been saying about Kenny Rogers since the beginning, which is that because of the, the American culture of stupidity that I talk about a lot and the, uh, the short attention span theater, this was the same guy that was the pariah last year, or maybe two years ago. I think it was last year. Remember he got booed at the All-Star game? He assaulted the cameraman. Everybody forgot. Right. Nobody mentions it once during this entire playoff run. And oh, right. look. Oh, look. Kenny Rogers, not the greatest guy again because he's cheating. <laughs> and everyone's surprised. I'm surprised the that the Yankee fan cheating. is bringing this up. Should we, just for people who have been living under a rock, um, this is in game, I think it was two of the World Series. Uh, Fox was recording, and by the way, Fox took real you know joy out of this. They're like, ooh, a real story. Um, Fox uh, focused in their cameras on the palm of Kenny Rogers, who's a pitcher for the Tigers' hand, and it was obvious that he had a foreign substance on his hand. He later claimed it was, quote, a clump of dirt. This happened to be a clump of yeah, dirt which, which smears lie. nicely into the hand. It's basically pine tar, right. which is illegal. You can't use it. Was it was actually and, Iraqi oil. That was the foreign substance. Oh, right. Yeah, well, which that's is a, creating a whole it's other foreign, scandal and it's a that substance. Fox doesn't want to look into. That's yeah. true. So, that's true. Well, well, he, is, chicken he is from Texas, too. He took it from the Kenny Rogers Roasters. He's got the chicken <laughs> grease. So, chicken basically... Grease it's illegal to have that on, and if Tony La Russa, who's the manager for the other team, for the Cardinals, had gone out and complained, they basically would have thrown him out of the game. He didn't do that, and now it's called Smudge Gate, or Dirt Gate, or Pine Tar Gate, or Kenny Rogers Gate, or Something Gate, and so yeah. there's a big controversy. So he also have, won the game, I have many problems with this. Many, many problems. The problem number one is that Kenny Rogers... Uh, how could it be surprising to anyone that a man who's 43 and pitching like 23 straight scoreless innings in the playoffs, oh, you think maybe there might be something fishy there? For the first time in his career, he can pitch under pressure? Yeah. The second thing I'm pissed off about is this rule in baseball that prohibits an umpire from stopping the game and throwing the guy out unless the other manager complains. That seems really weird to me. Hmm. Doesn't that seem weird? It is a little bit weird. I mean, the first problem, though, is that he actually pitched really well after he took the pine tar off, and he supposedly was using it during the season when he was just as terrible as he always was. Like, he gave up 10 runs, like, or 8 runs to Kansas City in a game where supposedly they showed him with pine tar in his hand. You know, you could have a jet engine strapped to your arm, and that doesn't necessarily mean you'll be better, but it does mean that you're cheating. Well, that would be cheating. If I the jet engine I was would... strapped to your arm, <laughs> that would that would definitely be cheating. And also dangerous, I think. Only if someone brings it up. I will say, though, the precedent... <laughs> 
trying to get. Can you imagine that, the umpire's yeah. like, um, "Is that a jet engine?" The I, unless manager, the manager says something, like, no, I can't bring it up. Fine. Well, Jim Leland's a good guy. I'm sure he wouldn't allow an unauthorized yeah. jet engine. Jet engine on somebody's arm. But at arm. the same time, <laughs> like, there's no judge who can just sit there and say you're guilty because I saw you being guilty, right? Like, the legal system is the exact same way. Someone has to bring it to trial, and then there has to be a big hearing. And if no one's willing to bring something to trial, then it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're not going to get caught for it. So yeah, it's but the same thing as our legal system. This is not how sports work, Story. Could you imagine a football game where the referee has to get the approval of the other coach to throw a flag? It would take yeah, that, a million years to play yeah. a game. It's a little bit, and not only that, um, there's also the fact that if the judge sees someone committing a crime, of course the judge can mention it. It's just the judge sort of enters a different capacity at that point. I mean, if the umpires notice something, they come out, they're the ones who are supposed to interpret the rules. They see the rule book, it says pine tar's on his hand, he gets okay. thrown out, and that's the end of it, you know? But being tossed is like being declared guilty. That's different than bringing it up. Like, it was brought up to his attention. He goes But he is guilty, like, like at that point. Because you know, he sees whatever. that there's pine tar in his hand. He's eh. like, that's pine tar, right? Well, I don't know. Is it pine tar? Maybe. Well, I once mean, you get out there, you would know. I mean, under this thought process, right? you know? He would know at that yeah, point. But, but go I mean, out corking bats, there's a whole elaborate procedure for, like, cutting open bats and seeing if they're corked and all of this no, stuff no. and rigmarole. What happened? No, what it's happened when Sammy thing. Sosa was got the corked bat? He hit a bat, the bat broke open, all these corks fell out, and the umpire was like, you're kicked out of the game. It wasn't like, wait a minute, do you know, is the are the corks tainted? You know, was that bat planted in your hand? You know, did you Although, know that it was a corked bat? You know, according to the rule, the umpire may have had to glance over to the opposing dugout, have the manager yeah. like not. Really? Yes, I. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. And the no, I like, think that's okay. true. Oh my god! <laughs> really? Then um, we need to extend I, it to everything else. Do you think that was a strike? I think that was a strike. Yeah, I think that was a strike. Okay, I'm going to call this a strike. Like, we'll just make it sort of de- you know democracy rules, rules baseball. Though. You know? Well, you know. I mean, shouldn't I mean, if a guy took a baseball bat as he was running, which many people have proposed to me, by the way, who hate baseball, they're like, they should just have the runner take the bat with him, and then the game will be much more exciting when he runs around the bases. <laughs> yes. But, it's, you know, supposing that a guy actually did that, and, you know, instead of making a takeout slide at second base, he whaps the guy across the forehead, knocking awesome. him unconscious, and continues running around the bases. According to this rule, the umpire couldn't just toss him out of the game. <laughs> he would have to get I don't the other manager's approval. I don't think he would have to look well, why over. This, why is it only? Why is it only the foreign substance rule? Does that make any sense? That that would be different from everything else? Because in the one case you have something obvious, which is the guys running around and whacking people on the head with a wooden bat. Whereas in this case, mm-hmm. it's only obvious because TV video caught what appeared to be a foreign substance, but they allegedly did not catch him red, or in this case, pine tar-handed. I mean, that's what baseball said. Baseball said we didn't catch him red-handed, so there's nothing we can do about it because he had washed it off before the umpires went out that? there. The base, the, you know, Major League Baseball in general. Said baseball that. was pissed. It was scuffed. It was really scuffed shit. up, man. That was the thing. That was the other thing. Did you hear that, by the way? That the, the one of the players, uh, one of the managers, the coaches for the Cardinals, said that he had six scuffed baseballs from that same game. And people were pointing out, why didn't you say anything at the time? He's like, oh, I don't know. It just didn't seem to fit that time. But now that I see it, I know that these scuffed baseballs must relate to Kenny Rogers. So it's like there's this big, vast conspiracy to not, you know, throw somebody out who's clearly cheating, it seemed to me. Yeah. Well, the well fact I don't that every... think anybody wants the World Series to be about, like, you know, cheating. I mean, I think there's not only our Larusa and Leland friends, but, you know, which extends into a lot of this, I think. But I don't think that they want the World Series to be about, like, who cheated who and, you know, the World Series was won based on the But didn't Kenny Rogers make it that, though? Rules and Isn't that whatever. Kenny Rogers' fault? I mean, Kenny Rogers made it that way, didn't he? At the point where yeah, he made his decision. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that even, even though that would be the only thing that people remembered from the 2006 World Series. And every article being that run about baseball right now yeah, terrible is series. about Spudgate, how much money cares. baseball is making and how baseball is finally back from the strike and better than ever and there's all this revenue to be made and I think there's a lot of pressure on people to not make it you know, cheating fest. I mean, they may not have been able to stop it, but I think they definitely tried. I don't know, I mean I think, I think the problem is that you, you have Kenny Rogers' interview where he said that he was dirt and every bullpen coach and pitching coach in the world knows what it was that, it, that he was Using either shaving cream, suntan lotion, or pine tar, and if it's a visible substance and it's brown, that means it's pine tar. Then you know that he's guilty, because otherwise he would have just said it was pine tar. But the fact that he's making shit up, 
uh, in the interview means that he's way more guilty than we can even begin to assume. That he's doing all kinds of Wait, stuff. What? He just doesn't care. He'll just get up and lie about it. I don't understand. What do you mean? You mean like if he said it was pine tar, that would have been better for him than if he if he denied it? I don't understand. I think that if he'd yeah, if he'd if he got up and said, well, it was a little bit of you know pine tar, but I wiped it off and it was fine. For him to no, say then he would be suspended for the rest of the series. In my glove, <laughs> little bit of suntan lotion. He'd, to he'd be done at that point, wouldn't he? I mean, like he'd immediately be suspended, no. and that'd be that. No, because again, because nobody complained and nobody no, no, pressed no, 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 charges, no. and no, there was no on the field investigation. No, if he admitted that he was using pine tar, he would immediately be out of the game. You can't. I mean, that's like there's other situations where play, uh, professional athletes have admitted to doing something stupidly, and at that point, there's nothing baseball can do but suspend them. I mean, they would just do it. You can't, you know. Like, the other manager has to run over to the press conference and be like, wait a minute, I've just heard him a bit cheating. I want the umpires to come out of their hotels and immediately suspend this guy, okay? Like, ba- baseball has an option to do things, feeling. too. I have a very sneaking feeling that you guys are being far more tolerant of lying and cheating than you would be in any other context in life because this was a guy who beat No, I end. agree with that's you. That's just my No, I agree with you. My initial argument is like, well, it's probably okay and maybe it's fine and no, I mean, because, you know. No, I agree with you. Greater of two evils. I never said so. it was okay. I explained why LaRusa didn't want to make a big issue out of it. I agree with it. you. I, never I think said it should have been thrown I out. I agreed with Tony LaRusa. Yeah. He may be the best manager in baseball, but he's, you know, I don't agree with but him since on he's everything. Not. <laughs> no, I think he should have been I think Kenny Rogers should have been thrown out. In fact, I think even summary execution would have been better because that certainly would stop pine tar. Like all you need to do, really, and my theory on this has always been: if you penalize, like it's it's like in football, right? If somebody gets, you know, like hits the helmet to helmet contact or something, or something bad happens, he gets like a fifteen year fifteen yard flag and a loss of down, or he gets maybe even like a money fine. To me, if you're willing to just take one player, like you take a marginal player from the NFL, like some guy who just you know got signed to the practice squad, you know, because of injuries or something. If that guy does something illegal, if you execute him on the field, all you need to do is do it with one guy. Nobody will ever do it again because they'll know that if they actually do something wrong, they'll die. It's not a matter of fines. It's actually life and death at that point. So I think you could apply the same thing. You just need to take out one person in each sport. You could make it like, um, I don't know, it could be like Randy Johnson, Russ, somebody like that in baseball, you know. And then you just take off that insignificant guy, and and then that would prove it for everybody else, right? but what, what did Randy Johnson do other than be you know a poor pitcher this year? Well, that's what I mean. He's the poor pitcher, so they wouldn't miss him. Is my point. He was just you know I'm just I'm just choosing a but guy who he, doesn't well, matter. What's the infraction? Can we execute him for something? That well, no, is executable. So in, in Canada, they could kill him. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, no, <laughs> <What> we, <happened? laughs> in Canada, because it was in Canada what? where it happened. What do you mean? Well, what uh, happened? Okay, <laughs> like, jurisdiction, okay. baby. Oh, right, 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 right. Right. Um, I thought, I thought that's it. had a law against bird killing. That's in it. In case I was moving there. You kill the bird, and that's that. No, I, I mean, I think there was an, there was actually a thing where Dave Winfield hit some like line drive back in the early '90s or late '80s, and it hit a like a dove, like an actual protected bird, and he literally had to go before a court in Canada and either pay some <laughs> fine or that's stand awesome. trial for that's injuring awesome. this bird. Yeah, and he did so with some of the pocket change that he had from his millions at the time. That's funny. I mean, but that's no seriously. That's how you do it, man. That's how you take it out. You just find one player that you think the sport. You get a list of them, and then you wait until one of them breaks the rules in some minor, (laughs) minor way or major way, and then you execute them. You know, and you don't tell anyone you're going to do it. You just have them take it out by a sniper or something. That's all. I mean, if you're doing this to try to be absurd, Greg, realize I'm a utilitarian, and I think this is a fantastic idea. I don't think this is absurd. You kill one guy, and you <laughs> this eliminate is not absurd bad at all. behavior for of all course. time. Exactly. That is a totally balanced equation. Exactly. That's Why what not? I'm talking about. And he Massive won't be missed. over-deterrent. Yeah, it's a, exactly. Nothing, it's, it's an incredible over-deterrent you, story. Exactly. Because... <laughs> As history proves, whenever things have been over-deterred, they never inspire revolt or revolution from the over-deterring system. Not oh, one. not in the enclosed system of baseball. But, but in fact, you're right, though, Story. So the way to fix this is it has to come from someone they respect. So what if we had that happens, and then the umpire pulls out a samurai sword and executes them on the spot? It would be like a total like seppuku thing, but like or somebody is doing like somebody else. Frank Robinson, honor killing. So a figure of authority. There Frank you go. Robinson, former Frank Robinson. MVP, I was going to say. You know, former commissioner. <laughs> they fly him in. People respect he umpires. parachutes to the field and, and executes the guy. <laughs> That'd be awesome. That's just no. what I see Frank Robinson doing. He's like, ah, I've got an off day. Let's go kill someone Let's with a sword. He should, somebody should beat him to death with a baseball bat. Yeah. For the good of the That's sport. What do. And if it yeah, meanwhile, of course, the good of the sport. Fox would love this, man. Fox would love it. Yeah. And uh, you know what I wanted to bring up, speaking of baseball, is and also Bill Simmons. 
is that, that Bill Simmons and Story Clayton have something in common, which is that they both railed against in their blog the uh, the John Mellencamp Chevy commercials that have been showing the entire oh, yeah. uh, playoffs so far. <laughs> Man, I freaking hate that thing. Well, God, desperate attempts, you know, to tomorrow. ruin more songs. I mean, it starts with the fact that John Mellencamp has never written a good song, so it starts there. The funny thing That's is that he's supposed, to be, he's supposed to be against the war. He's supposed to be against the Iraq war and against a lot of our policies, and now he's like, be American and sell Chevys, and nobody understands how this happened. Well, I don't see any pro-war things in those Chevy commercials. Debt? Oh, yeah. I mean, that would thinking about standing and fighting while showing the Vietnam War. But then they show Martin Luther King. But then they show Martin Luther King. Yes, exactly. That's the whole problem with these commercials, is the message of the commercials is we're all Americans no matter what. The Vietnam War is the same as Martin Luther King, is the same as Rosa Parks, is the same as Richard Nixon, is the same as September 11th, both hijackers and victims, is the same as Hurricane Katrina. Like, And that is the message. No, that is the exact message, is that they're all the same, we're all Americans, we have to love them all, buy a Chevy. They all drove Chevys, okay? They drove a Chevy into the building. Hurricane they drove a Chevy into the levee that was overflowing. Right. They th- drove a Chevy into the helicopter that took Nixon away. It's all the same. This is actually That's a great idea. The way sucks. to make America a greater country is to just make America mean everything. So just like Katrina, yes, it means that. Electrical outlet, yes, it means that. Pine tar, yes, it means that. Does it mean a little clock I radio that you get at Radio Shack? Yes, that's all American, too. Everything is American. Yes. Everything in the world is American. That's Even how you do it. They're all made in Japan. Oh, right. I love how story through the uh, the American Pie reference in there. That was excellent. There is but, an American uh, Pie thing a, too. Yeah, oh. The Chevy, the Chevy to the Levee was great. Here's a statement from his website about this song when he originally wrote it, and then he ch- it changes after Mellon it became part of the Simmons. ad campaign. Me- <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Here's Mellencamp's quote. First quote, I wrote this song to tell a story about how some of the challenges our country faces and how our beliefs and ideals can help us meet them, a message of hope and tolerance. Okay. And, oh, and it's, a, it's a song all about standing up for the working people who are the backbone of our nation. Okay. Post-Chevy commercial, the same quote on the same website reads, About a year ago, I wrote this song to tell a story about some of the challenges our country faces and how our beliefs and ideals can help us meet them. This partnership with Chevy an American company that's creating jobs and supporting our community makes perfect sense for a song that's all about standing up for working people who are the backbone of our nation. Okay. Huh? Who fight with the unions that employ their people <laughs> and uh, try to get Seriously. lower wages for them. <clears throat> and try to eliminate vacation time. Hey, man, job, getting Debbie. rid of unions is all-American, okay? That's an all-American stance, and I'm offended that you wouldn't think about it in those times. As is starting them, because everything is America. It gets right. America is You academia. got it right. It's a, it, it both is, is and is, is not. not. <laughs> oh, God. No. Jesus, no. That's right. No. Story's no got it. That's quality right there. No, it's true. Oh, like, yeah, man. I mean, do it's you know what this means, together, though? But I, together now. I got something to challenge Story with, though, because if what Russ has just said is true, then that means that the fact that Bob Seger's uh, music about, you know, like a rock and all that, and I know that Story, actually Story and Russ, both are big fans of Seeger. Does that not mean that Seeger also sold out by allowing his songs to be used in a Chevy commercial? Yeah, Russ is more of a fan of Seeger. Oh, I forgot this. Do you know what, did you guys notice this? This was like maybe, I think it was the beginning of game three where Seeger sang before the game. He didn't sing the national anthem. He sang America the Beautiful. Nice. It was the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. That's a better song anyway. It was like the only baseball game in the history of the country that didn't have the national anthem. That's awesome. Because they wanted Bob Seger in front of a keyboard, and there's no, like, piano accompaniment to the national anthem. That's awesome. You just can't do it. America the Beautiful is better anyway. That's great. But he just broke a hundred years of tradition, That's and nobody awesome. even noticed. Nobody said anything. Maybe he'll institute Why a new tradition. Why care about anything? Because America they the Beautiful is a better song. Between Hunger Force and two Chevy ads, and people wouldn't care. But but Russ, did, did Bob Seger sell out? Did Seger sell out when he did the Chevy commercial? Oh, totally, he did. I mean. It's unfortunate that I discovered the Like a Rock song after I only knew it as a Chevy theme song. It's <laughs> exactly. actually a really good song. I know, I know it is. But all I knew was like Chevy, Chevy, Chevy. It's a great song. But yeah, he's a complete total sellout. I just think someone should come out with the Like Iraq parody of that like song. Iraq. And, then, and sell Chevys to that too. <laughs> Vietnam you know, like, war, yeah. Like Vietnam. <laughs> like, like Iraq. Iraq. We'll never Iraq. leave. We'll never be gone. Like, like Iraq. Iraq. Uh, we gotta do that. <laughs> That'd be pretty sweet. Over like, my head. Like, like Iraq. I wish everybody's dead. Oh my goodness. Um like Yep. Yeah, it's gotta happen, man. Oh like a rock. Mm-hmm.
So yeah. I have I'll to say, uh, as you guys know, Afghanistan. since we were talking Not about sure. Iraq and Iraq and all that stuff, I wanted to bring up the fact that uh, I occasionally monitor things that people think to be headlines, and it has to do with George Bush. And I just wondered again, I just have to ask the question, why this is a headline? The headline was... George Bush claims that the strategy will remain, quote, essentially the same, unquote, in Iraq. Why is this a headline? I think we all know what George Bush's position is. We know what the MEP report's position is. We know what everyone's position is now officially on Iraq, right? Like, why is this continue to be a headline? Like, I'm convinced that if Bush said, if he started to sing like a rock, then all of a sudden people would go, George Bush sings like a rock. And that would be the number one headline everywhere. Like, that would matter. I just don't, well, like, I don't get Greg, it. Greg, he has been changing his position, though. He's, yeah, but that's... Quote, over the last week, he's been slowly morphing it. I know. To it. try to pretend that he's not said what he's been saying. I recognize that. But, like, I know I know that's true. But, like, the quote that, that was that particular quote, you know, just seems to be the same thing that he always says. You know, it wasn't like, you know, if it said something like, Iraq is Vietnam. I mean, that would be a big headline if he actually said something like that. In fact, I think we should just make I mean, that up. I think... Just say that he said that. He's got a good strategy. He's just doing the buckshot defense where everyone's saying, you said stay the course, and stay the course seems really terrible now. And he's like, well, I said stay the course, but I also said that we shouldn't stay the course. And in addition to that, I think (laughs) we should look at our options. And beyond looking at our options, I think we should also stay the course, but be cautious, but also look for other alternatives and take those alternatives, including staying the course as an alternative. And all of those things I just said are all American. All those things are American, all of them. So so it's okay for me to say that. What he's doing is... He's taking away anything, because anything that the Democrats say, he'll just assume that. He's like, well, that was part of what I said we should do. And just confuse <laughs> the hell out of everybody. He just subsumes it into it. I also agree with that. Yes, and I he agree does. with that. But you he just does. said two optional no, things. I think we should paint the White House all black. I think we should keep it white. I agree with both those positions. What, what? <laughs> well, we're in a process of thinking about whether we might change the color when we start painting it, which may happen soon. <laughs> which could occur. <laughs> It's really amazing because I actually don't think he's changed a darn thing. Like, he is speaking about it in a more confusing way, but basically his thing continues to be the exact same position. And there was an announcement. I even fell for it a little bit this morning because when I woke up this morning on CNN, they were like, in an hour, he's going to announce to the nation a substantial change, quote-unquote, in his Iraq policy. And then I got to work, and I read about the article about what he had announced, and it was the exact same thing. He was like, so basically I think we can't give power over until the Iraqis are ready and I'm not going to set a timetable and it could be forever and leave me alone. And I was just like, this is not new. Why do you call oh, a press oh. conference on this? This is Don't so get me crazy. Wrong. I didn't think he's actually changing anything on the ground or anything that's actually happening. No, no, no <laughs> right. that is changing. He's just changing the way he talks about it. To, so that the Democrats can't do the easy thing, which is, all they say is stay the course, and they just repeat it, and everybody knows that's stupid, and he's like, no. All they say is say stay the course, plus things. this, plus Who this, plus this. Who the hell knows what I think? Exactly. You don't know what I think. Right. Yeah. That's you, all he's doing. You saw that banner behind him that said, mission possibly accomplished? It, he's, it's his whole new strategy, not to mess up in the same way. We might accomplish it, and we might try not to accomplish it, depending <laughs> on whether we're going to win the election or not. It really is amazing. Um, do you know what else happened? Yeah. Our oh, friend, uh, Hugo Chavez... Uh, and Guatemala are currently, Venezuela and Guatemala are locked in a death struggle to become the Latin American representative on the Security Council. And the United Nations today went through 35 rounds of voting and still can't decide who from those two countries is going to be the representative. I, I just, I don't know, something about that is vaguely amusing to me, that this is what the United Na- the United Nations is like, all right, round 32, Yemen, stop voting no on both, you have to vote for one of them, I don't want to vote for one of you, you have to vote for somebody, you know, like, uh, 35 rounds of voting and they still have not figured it out and apparently part of the reason is that oh, Hugo Chavez's a- speech pissed everybody off about Bush being the devil apparently that offended some countries not just the US but other countries apparently so. yeah but if it offended enough countries it wouldn't actually be a dead heat it, they would just be out I agree so, yeah no, I agree and the US I'm sure is taking this with all of their influence that they wield as a referendum on how much influence they actually wield in the United Nations and is I'm sure putting massive pressure on everybody but if they get on, and I hope Venezuela gets on, there will be no more 15-0 votes for a long time in the Security Council. <laughs> no matter what the topic, there will be at least one dissent, one side or the other. Yep. Which is very exciting. They'll be the new Yemen. That's true. It'll be like it's an actual world body. The resolution that states that bunnies are generally cute. <laughs> we have uh, 14 year out nay from Venezuela. Venezuela's like, bunnies are the devil. Bunnies are the devil. Devil are the bunnies. Ah! <laughs> like, yes, Venezuela, we've got you as a no. no. Thank you. Uh, 
Venezuela not so crazy. They just actually want to stand up. Oh America, dear God! No one else who's been in the Security Council. It's another egomaniacal Latin American dictator in a long line of egomaniacal Latin American dictators. Uh, oh, you are not going to tell me he's a dictator, please. Of all things, do not tell me that someone who's actually been democratically elected by elections that are more vetted and more honorable than the United States' last two is a dictator. Please. Uh, he may be a little wild, but he little? is not a dictator. He's a little wild. Do you know that he's crazy street? Yeah, he's just he's just nuts. Like a fret party. <laughs> like just fun. Oh man. Body shots off himself before he gives speeches. <laughs> you know what story though? I was gonna I was gonna say, given uh, your assessment of electoral politics in this country, that I don't know why everyone's so convinced that the Democrats are gonna take back both houses of government. This is exactly the same attitude that we had in 2004 when everyone was positive that this was the end for the Republicans. I just don't think it is. I mean, it does. I don't, I really don't think it matters. I don't think what's going on in the world matters. I don't think policy matters. I don't think any of this makes any difference. All that matters is that generally the people who don't vote, if they voted, they would probably vote you know, for more left-wing candidates. And the people who do vote are going to vote the same way that they voted the last 10 years. Mm. So why would why would anything change? No, I, I disagree. I actually think yeah, that... Yeah, I tend to agree with that. I think that there is going to be... I think that there's going to be a... Ch I don't necessarily think both houses are going to go. I think it's possible neither one will, but I think whatever happens, it's going to be very, very close to deadlock, I think, which is not necessarily a good thing. But I think that there is no way that it's going to be as far right as it was. I think it's going to be Greg, pretty much, where, you know, a centrist thing. Where are thing. these people coming from that are going to take the Republicans out of office. Where, who are well, I mean, there's. If you, I've I've looked at a number aliens. Of, I've no. There's. An, I mean, have you seen? Have you seen the <laughs> we polls? We can only hope. Have you seen the polls? <laughs> like, I mean, we talked to people. Have you seen the polls that said John Kerry was going to destroy George Bush? Yeah, but they've. Do you know what? The, but they've polls? learned. They've learned from that though. Like, I mean, we uh, we know people in these campaigns working in these things who see all the internal polls everybody else does. I mean, all you need to see is what they're spending money on. The Republicans. Do you know that the Republicans have actually pulled out of a lot of districts in Florida that used to be safe conservative? districts and they've given up because for example mark foley is currently still on the ballot and the guy who's running in his place you only get to vote for him if you cast a vote for mark foley and they lost their battle on that so they're like telling me did you hear this so the elderly people if that's your example yeah of the safe democratic seat greg i don't think you're really fighting russ's argument back very much oh i'm no, not mark foley's seat is totally out I, yeah, that you is your argument reason well, my argument no my argument is stop voting for republicans my argument they is, won't vote for pedophilia, but they're going to stick with the rest of the policy. No, my argument is that all across America, a bunch of seats that used to be considered in safe territory are now on the defensive for the Republicans. doesn't mean that the Democrats are going to take them all over, but it means that on the basis of the law of averages, you know, a lot of independent political, you know, analysts basically say that it's going to at least make the House and Senate very, very close together. You know, like it's going to be like 50-49 or 51-49, I mean. They already like share that. a building. How much closer together can they They're going to be get? squeezed uh, together into their seats. That would be sweet. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, reverse the things, yeah. There is another factor that the polls are not going to give you a any insight into, which is how many votes Diebold is going to decide to uh, make sure they're. Oh well, that's of course the that's of a good day. point. I hadn't thought of that. That's true. That's certainly. No, true. they're polling computers now too. They want to be safe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> IBM supports it. <laughs> Who has programmed you, and to what margin are you? Zero zero one 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 zero zero one 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 zero. Really, very interesting. Zero zero one one one. Yeah. I, don't, I only wish we had a sentient computer like Hal, so he could at least be conflicted about these orders that he's being given. He's like, I don't know if I should Dave, vote for this, Dave. Isn't lying wrong? <laughs> okay, Dave. Well, that's I what happens in the movie. Uh, in the mission. In the movie Sneakers. To elect evil people. In the movie Sneakers, remember they screw up the computers so that the Republican National Committee is like uh, giving all of this money to um, oh god, like I was gonna say, liberal I causes and things like that. Computers in the movie Sneakers. Not sentient causes, but they like, have the CIA what? transferring money from like place to place through the computer systems. It's not sentient, sadly, but uh, they do have the computer systems yeah, and working. Yeah, it's funny them. how everyone was totally. That's a very sympathetic movie because it's like. The, the left-wing hippies who are hacking into the computers oh, yeah. and cheating people and taking out bank accounts. But when the Republicans do it, oh, evil. That's right. Well, because it's not Ben Kingsley and Robert Redford. It's like, you know, Jack Nicholson and, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know? So you got to have the good guys who are actually doing the hacking. Let's be honest here. I thought you were going to mention a movie like War Games with Matthew Broderick, which was actually another movie about a sentient computer. There you go. Who was probably... Controlled by Republicans, but would rather play. The chess only way to play is not to play. Yeah, exactly. And a young Ali Sheedy and Dan Coleman. Way to botch that quote. Yeah, right.
Sorry. I was like, how can you butcher I beg your, it that I beg badly? your pardon. Because I was trying <laughs> to think of the names of the actors, and I forgot the quote. I got Dabney Coleman, Ali Sheedy, and Matthew Broderick, though. I get some props for Dabney Coleman, don't I? I don't even know who that is. He was the colonel. You're he's the, he's the, the guy who like runs the... A sentient computer. He was not the colonel. He was the guy who ran the computer in war games. He was the guy who was the head of the computer, the, oh. the whole project. That's Dabney Coleman, the guy with the, the beard and the mustache and that guy. Reminds me of, like, Carl Sagan. Maybe that's what he portrayed in real life. <laughs> yeah, right. No, not the guy who Wild created the computer. Scientist. No, not that guy. Not the guy who created the computer. The oh, guy the at the... Colonel the Colonel. keeps changing death... Like, his his role in the entire movie is like, all right, DEFCON 4. <laughs> DEFCON 4, DEFCON 6, uh, okay, DEFCON, DEFCON 2. Okay, <laughs> 3. All right, DEFCON 2. Oh, oh, shit. Okay, oh, shit. DEFCON 1. Did you guys They're hear, actually, long. that that that's room... Role. That room where that movie took place, because it was an actual room in Colorado, has been shut down. It's actually now just going to be run by a little skeleton staff, and it was shut down with the help of the Russians in a bizarre situation. They invited the Russians to like come into the room and look at it as they were like closing it down. This just happened a week or two ago. It's just like, well... Well, Russians are big fans of the movie War Games. Right. Because it portrays them as insane and willing to start nuclear war over a computer program. They're big fans of that. So they were big fans. In all honesty, like I don't think there's anything to be relied upon this year. I, I don't think anybody can say with any certainty, polls say this, people are doing this, the momentum is this way. I just think if the Republicans want to, they can either create you know, some horrific terrorist incident right before the election or pretend to have saved us from such a thing right before the election or they'll just you know make up votes and take whatever they want and there's nobody that's going to stop them uh, i'm not quite that cynical but uh i definitely wholeheartedly agree in a shocking way i know i'm stunned really that <laughs> you are about the terrorist event because uh, that's the other thing is that bush has been so unchanging and unswerving about his things i mean he has thrown a little bit of a sort of confusion and a roadblock but like he let that thing slip about like oh yeah maybe this is like the tet offensive sure maybe it's like vietnam <laughs> Yeah, I don't right, know. Exactly. And doing all this stuff like a month before the election, three weeks, two weeks before the election. You realize like, it's possible he's dumb, right? He knows something. No, it's po Oh, yeah. Someone who's ex executed this much change in America but that's in six years. Yeah, but that was all Carl Rove. Is just Carl Rove isn't paying attention. He's distracted. Oh. He's got all these other problems, you know? Oh, I'm sure he's distracted. No. I, I think that it's a it's it's got to be calculated. He's doing things the same way he always has. And it makes me really concerned of what does he know that we don't know well, that is making him so confident we'll know in two weeks despite it seeming like he's on the titanic it's true yeah we'll know in two weeks but uh speaking of um the speaking of knowing things we also know that it's about time to bring our, our guest in isn't it story speaking of Jennings knowing too? things that's your segue uh, i'm sorry i'm tired or ken jennings uh, i'm doing that's it what I'm speaking doing of ken jennings <laughs> our guest tonight coming to you from a foreign country our first ever foreign guest Ooh, that's right isn't that true i think that's, that's true. right he's a foreign our guest first ever foreigner in the map report, all the way from Toronto, Canada. Player left, new player. What? Eh? What? Uh, eh? What? Oh my! Uh, wow! Hmm? He uh, he thought he had to log out. Here's our guest whoa. tonight. <laughs> Coming all the way from Toronto, Canada. <laughs> what is he doing? I don't know. Oh God! I can see him doing this like five times. Like guess three, guess four, guess five, guess seven, guess, guess eight. twelve, guess thirty-seven, <laughs> guess sixty-five. I'm entering. I'm entering. Did he get okay, it? Okay, he's coming. He coming? He's, he's coming. All right. Yes. Welcome, Yoni. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> What's up, Yoni? All right, he's here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is great. How, how are things? Thank how are you? Guys. Well, I have to say, uh, I don't know how I feel. I, I tried the tuna salad. I tried it. <laughs> oh, really? Okay, so before, to give you the backstory, before the, right before the show, when we did sound check, Yanni told us about a bad, or potentially bad, tuna salad that he had with mayonnaise that had been left out, but in a Tupperware container. So, how are you feeling? I think, uh... I've psyched myself up to feeling quite bad about it. <laughs> it's a placebo. Like, I don't actually feel bad, but I'm just waiting for the pain to kick in. And right. Kind of <laughs> I switched over to ice cream about 
10 minutes ago. Okay. So I think I'll be oh, right. that's an excellent combination. I'm sure there's nothing wrong <laughs> with eating fish nice and cream. ice cream. You know, it's interesting. <laughs> Just get a little <laughs> so sewage okay. and you'll be set. There was a big, uh, was a big discussion a in America about that where everyone was talking about how pregnant women are not supposed to have tuna because of the mercury, and yet these are the same people who are happily shooting themselves with the flu vaccine, which has like 15 times the amount of mercury as you're going to find in, you know, like 10 cans of tuna. So tuna has been on the minds of wow. Americans but lately. But that's a good mercury. Yeah, oh, yeah. Greg, that's a good mercury. <laughs> right, I'm sure. <laughs> it's not the bad mercury. The, the one that American government supports. The thing about uh, salmon as well. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'd heard that. Yep, yep. So apparently you have to worry. Did what? salmon cure the flu? That sta- salmon has need, the flu. I need to recap on both of these stories, because <laughs> this is all news to me, and this is thing, these are important things. Okay. What, salmon has mercury? I thought only tuna was mercury-laden. Who eats the tuna, Russ? I have nothing to prove this. So I'm just going to say it. I'm going to go out there and say <laughs> and it. say it, okay. I see, I see. I just yeah. made a salmon steak, and I, I didn't make it very well. In fact, I created like a giant, noxious, black <laughs> cloud of salmon smoke. <laughs> and now you know exactly it. what the temperature is at all times, right? You can <laughs> exactly. just sense it in your body. <laughs> Uh, weird. Yes. Oh my God! And I'm driven to degrees. random emotions. Sixty-one degrees. Oh God! And I'm very no, the mercury. Yeah, mercurial yeah, okay. too, bitch. Oh, I was making all right. too. <laughs> it's <murder. laughs> uh, I was just making a. Okay, right. So I took your pun and I raised so, it to an adjective. So, all right. To, okay. To, to stop the fight. So, Yanni, I heard that you What's were been going on for the last. Uh, yeah. Well, I was going to ask. Sorry, go ahead, I was go just going to ask you about a um, little bit of the background because I believe that you were in Poland making a film, if I'm not mistaken, uh, if, if that's correct. So, what what was the film about? How did it go? What are you doing in Poland making films? Did tuna enter into the equation? Like, you know, spill spill the beans. Okay, there was no tuna, but uh, okay, what happened was I. Um, I applied for a grant to make a, a short animated film, actually. Okay. The idea was based on uh, on a Polish folktale. It's kind of like a proto-Faust story. There's this uh, magician who sells the devil, and but the only difference is that he gets away in the end. Um, he gets away on a giant rooster. It's kind of <laughs> like an emo. Sweet. Uh, this is going well. He, he hops on a rooster and flies off to the moon. Okay. Um, so I guess I was interested in how... And you didn't want to film this live action? Yeah, seriously, man. What's up with that? <laughs> get, get Weta and Peter Jackson well, and, know. you know. Yeah, I guess budget concerns, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that only cost just, uh, $800 million. Just one thing that entered my mind. <laughs> you could do Claymation. Yeah, uh, get out the giant rooster. You just get the dude who did Clash of the Titans oh, to film it, you know, and then you've just got the Claymation roosters flying right. up to the moon. That would work. Do you have well, any idea from, how much uh, corn we have to feed this thing? <laughs> <laughs> like twenty thousand dollars a day to keep this freaking rooster. Cock a freaking doodle do. Afford this man. We gotta make some cuts, Yanni. This is a bad idea. Uh, I would have. I would have invited the directors of X Men in on it to do all the special. There effects, you go. But, See. Uh, sadly, they did not respond. Well, so can I ask, what is the budget on a film like that? Then, when you're when you're doing the animated film, like what what kind of a budget do you have? We're looking at um, sixteen. To- 20,000 around. Oh, wow. Well, that's very, very small. But, yeah, but that's not, you know. It's good enough. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about two or three people, and it's all, most of it is animated. But here was the catch. I ended up writing into the budget a little vacation for myself. Ah, yes, to do work um, in Poland. Well, it was it was legitimate, but it did allow me to get some travel time in there. I see. So it was nice. Basically, all of the sets are built off of photographs that I took while I was in Poland. So all like all the source material for the animation is is photographs. Oh, that's awesome. From, from a trip. So is it going to be screened in any uh, film festivals? Is it coming soon to theaters? I'm hoping. I'm hoping so. Actually, cool. who gives you grants like this? Yeah. Where Where is this? Free this this money is a available? Canadian thing, isn't it? I, I because the Canadian government out. is so much cooler than yeah. the U.S. government, right? Because Canada takes care that's of its exactly citizens. Exactly right? what it There is. you go. God damn it. <laughs> that's exactly. I is. knew it. It is the Canadian. It's uh, my fellow taxpayers paid for that for that good trip. <laughs> Man, see, we totally That's have to excellent. figure out a way to do an animated MEP feature and convince America that it has something to do with going against terror. If we could tell them that the MEP report is anti-terrorist, we could get anywhere that we want, basically, and they'd fly us like okay. in a Humvee. You somehow. mean if we completely sell out, then we'll get our message out? Like Bob Seger, <laughs> like Bob Seger story, <laughs> Bob like Seger. like John Mellencamp. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah, Yes, because they both needed to sell out desperately. Well, right, right. Selling out with go. a with big payoff, yeah. Um, so what is it? I mean, are you a film student then, Yanni, or what? What do you? How did this all come together? Well, no, I was actually uh, an art student many years ago, uh, and I just kind of fell into filmmaking almost by accident. You sound really excited about this. Project. <laughs> I thought you're like, well, it's the tuna <laughs> well, kicking in. I'm right. sort of in the thick of it. 
right now I'm at, I'm at the like two three month uh, point where I've been working 15 hour days and uh, it's it's so no it's, it, it is it is really exciting like so far all the results everything we've seen uh, exceeded my expectations for it so it's looking good it's looking good. how long is the film going to be this is the beginning of your promotional tour for the film right right absolutely that's right <laughs> there you go it's turning out to be that way I thought you were going to ask me about uh, tuna and tuna yeah <laughs> no, we could talk about tuna <laughs> we could absolutely do that we could we could do anything. Uh, how long is the film going to hey, be? You also inaugural, inaugurally. Oh, uh, I, cricket. Oh, you're cricket. Sorry, I, I didn't catch No, that. I was just asking how long the <laughs> no, film no, is going to be. No, how long the film is going to be. Oh, oh, it's going to be uh, about 15 minutes. Oh, okay, all right. 15 minutes or so. Okay. And Yoni, how would you describe the roles of <laughs> all right, all right. horses in your culture? <laughs> I gotcha, I gotcha. <laughs> I, I was just asking some basic <laughs> questions. Yes. It, of course, I am, I'm from Horse and Hound magazine, so we're very interested in the roles. <laughs> right, right. There is... There is, in fact, a dog. Nice. Well, there uh, is now, what anyway. Kind, what breed of dog? Uh, it's the kind that <laughs> wags its tail. So schnauzer. Not, not much of a leg humper. Really more of a, you know, pong at you. It's, it's one of the, those kinds. You're sure? Like we a could, Pomeranian. We could set up some scandal for you if you like. No, that's too small. That's a kicker. Yeah. Oh, can you? How? That's well, too. I mean, it, you know how they always have at the end of these films, no animals were harmed in the making of this picture. If you could actually, you know, right oh, now claim yeah. that they were harmed, you know, um, then we could really yeah. set up some scandal. Well, that's right. We 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 spray painted one uh, with adhesive. <laughs> That's good. And and, uh, and lit it on fire. Actually. Okay, good. Because we wanted well, good a running is... fire kind of special effect. <laughs> right, exactly. And, uh, Unless someone specifically brings yeah. a claim, okay, you can't get in trouble dog. for that. <laughs> exactly. Right. <It's> just <laughs> just <a dog. laughs> Nobody can just look at that and say that's done. Uh, in space, Someone no one can hear you bark. <laughs> right. Gotcha. So that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right, Story, go on and ask. Now that I have all my knowledge about the film. I got oh, all no. Down. I was just going to point out that uh, Yanni inaugurated our Hall of Emus. He is, as yet, still the only contributor to the Hall of Emus. Oh, that's right. We greatly appreciate wow. that. That's right, uh, yeah. Wow. But, uh, I'm honored, guys. I, yeah, I believe you had, uh, to sort of go with that, some, some thoughts you wanted to talk about on the nature of podcasting and conversations. Is that right. something you want to delve into? This is, uh, this is making me feel like a big loser because uh, <laughs> I'll kind of substitute conversations you've had for conversations I think I've had <laughs> nice. with uh, friends of mine. That is not a big loser, like, my friend. Hey, guys, that is exactly. high quality. You remember that time thing. with the Tonka trucks? And they'll be like, dude, what? <laughs> okay, Great. That's that's. And perfect. Then nobody, they don't get it. It's, it's Dude, I you. totally do the same. Oh. Yeah, me too. Yeah, right, go on. <laughs> no, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> God damn it. Wait. It's just no, one like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it happens to people with television shows. There's been jokes made on Family Guy or, uh, or for example, on uh, Scrooged. That was the big thing. Maybe Bill Murray movie. fantastic reference. Yep. That is a fantastic That's reference. That's a quality yeah. reference. And then we won the World Series for in Little League, and they're like, no, that was the Beaver on Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> Right. Damn, that's right. I thought I won. Yeah, there we go. So I, I'm Excellent movie. I don't, I don't feel as bad. It was, I don't know. Does this happen to you guys? Well, I mean, if you don't paste CDs to your shirt, then we know that you're at least better than one fan of ours uh, who doesn't, you know. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Guys, that was crazy. <laughs> Oh, dear. Crazy is one way to put it. <laughs> Unstable. Great. No, dude, yeah, was... I mean, sorry. I was just going to say that uh, in my own mind, I, I often have problems uh, disassociating very strange science fiction-y dreams that I have from things that I've seen on TV, mostly because the dreams are built off of things I've seen <laughs> off on TV. So then when I remember exactly. the dream, like, remember that episode <laughs> of Star Trek where they go through this blue space and then they're like, this is emotional space, so our emotions affect what happens to the ship. <laughs> and then my friend's like, that no such episode ever existed. I'm like, really? Wow. Damn. Cause I, I gotta write that. I made that up. It's okay. totally plausible. It's totally plausible. Oh, God. I, I was, I was about that dream to say, once. yeah, yeah, I remember that episode. <laughs> Remember when this vaguely humanoid creature pretends to not know us, so we have to figure out how he speaks using analogs of the English language that this creature, 60 trillion miles from Earth, happens to also speak? Yeah, that, that pretty much would also fit into every Star Trek episode ever made, so... That actually happened. Right, right. That actually occurred. Actually, you know, I, I should ask about that, though, because I, and, you know, now that we have a real-life, honest-to-God Canadian, as Story pointed out, our first, you know, foreign guest on That's the right. show, um, 
what do you wow. think? Because I know that you know Canada has restrictions about what you know things they're allowed to show on television as far as how much American shows regarding you know connected to Canadian shows and all that stuff. So what is I mean like in terms of like Canadian American podcasts, is there a difference? Like have you heard Canadian podcasters and do they speak culturally in some kind of a different way than Americans? I mean, is it true that we don't understand the Canadian psyche the way that we should? Like what, what's your what's your take on that? Well, I don't know if podcasting would be the best. Uh form by which you could gauge something like that. <laughs> Probably but, not. Um, you know, I, I don't really have too much experience if you're going to talk about podcasting, but as a general rule, I think... He's just, a Map Report fan. Obviously, he doesn't listen to other That's podcasts. true. That's true. That's a good point. By virtue of having right. a smaller population, maybe. Mm -hmm. it's, I'm going to posit that as a theory. And less power and less uh, need to control it. I mean, we... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just talking right out of my ass. Join the club. Welcome in. You're really fitting in now. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. <laughs> this is how it works. <laughs> Hit us with a question. Okay, swearing. Do you guys just, were you just brought up well, or you've made a conscious decision not to do it? Greg edits it out when we do it. We actually are one of the uh, filthiest podcasts you've ever heard, but. Yeah. That's he, 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 not true. I think it, it fluctuates. <laughs> it definitely fluctuates. I definitely yeah. will swear occasionally. And Greg seems to not edit my swearing that often. It's because when it happens, it's very I funny. That's why. My swears through. <laughs> it's yeah. rare and it gets through. But like, there was that whole Chronicles of Narnia phase, you know, I don't know if you've listened that far back, but we used to dub that over yeah. swearing. And there was one episode that that was like 58% of the episode, <laughs> I think. I tracked well, it. It was just the cro the cro the cro the cro the cro And, you know, we yeah. condensed time. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Well, so we definitely do swear a lot when we're just hanging out. We've tried to tone it down for the show, and sometimes it works, and sometimes we have well, to see, be manual about it. To right. me, like, most of the time... Because I, I was all ready to uh, censor myself here, and I've been trying to take it easy. But having thought about it, when you guys invited me on, I was like thinking, my God, I, I swear a lot more than I realize I'm always doing it. That's like what, you way. learn about that doing it something like this. You learn really quickly how, how much you swear, you know, or like hanging out with your in-laws a lot. That's another good time to realize it. Right. We're going to work. It's funny though, like, yeah, right. work, so, you know, it's so true. Another one I wouldn't know anything about. No, it's so true. It's like, there you go. it's like with voice. Good. It's vo when you do the editing too, I tend to do a lot of the editing. Russ has done some of it as well. And you'll notice that there are voice patterns and you actually get to, you know, like or dislike people's voice patterns at times based upon how you're just like would you please stop saying you know like that was one of the things i saw where i was just like so then you know you know you know you know you know like in a in a you know a hundred word sentence i said the term you know maybe 60 of those words and i i couldn't believe it i was like what on earth has caused me to speak this way so you do get used to patterns of all different kinds not just swearing when you're doing the editing you don't notice it otherwise i say jdate every right. third word it's really strange. i know we have to edit them out i'm actually editing <laughs> on the fly <laughs> that's true it's a nervous tick <laughs> Very nervous. Yeah. Oh, this is president, man. He gives speech to JD, and he's talking about how we're going to watch JD and how other. Even told yeah, well, you don't know if these shows are actually like seven hours at Rock <laughs> Exactly. And then we still like the right. You take the next 12 hours. Right. Right. No, not, not really true. Well, he would know not about this. Our entire budget is for editing. Yeah, you have to edit the films all the time. So <laughs> That's right? true. But you record like, you actually record like 7,500 times what you need, right? Isn't that like approximately the, the correct movie ratio? Not an animation. Are you crazy? No, that's, yeah, that's no, probably an animation, true. No <laughs> Can you run back that part <laughs> where you kick the guy's head off? No, no. Run back the rooster again. Reset the rooster hours. and action. What is this? <laughs> well, this is what you know when you see oh, animation characters go off the cuff and start improvising. <laughs> That doesn't that's happen right. very often. Right. No you mean the Shrek outtakes aren't real? <laughs> uh, no, you're destroying my world. So Why are you drawing those mountains? Yeah. Yeah, I felt like it. It's not any scene. I just draw mountains. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> Gregory Wilson, uh, you... Uh, yes. You, you you're being called out. Here it comes. Kabam. Gregory, what about me? You, you wrote a book. I did. I was, I was trying to get on the server, so I was desperately looking for some information. So I, I took the link to your website. Okay. And apparently I'm very excited because I've just downloaded the sample. Oh, really? 
of your book. Ah, that's even... Uh, yeah. Well, I appreciate that. That's even gone through some changes, in fact. Uh, it may or may not be published. There's a press that's got it under serious consideration, so I'm hoping for the best. Yeah, well, it's a great story. It's about this... Uh, it's based on this old anecdote from a different culture about a rooster who uh, goes to the yep. moon. It's from, I think it's from um, it's from an Eastern European we country, really like, like um, Bulgaria uh, or something. So right out my head. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely. <laughs> if you want to do an animated feature of yeah, this, I haven't gotten very far past a, a farmer. There's a that's farm. right. That's all I know. That's right. I read about a sentence. Yeah, he's the one who lives with the rooster. Yep. Um, right. And they all go together to the moon. Unsurprisingly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I hope I hope you enjoy it, and uh, yeah, people can uh, people can definitely check that out if they want. Story, you know is also a published yeah. author and has also written I, a book. I also yes. I also wrote a book. You can buy my book. <laughs> you can also download sample chapters from my website, but you can buy it too. <laughs> and uh, I am not as far along on my second book. I am a colossal failure, despite publishing the book three years ago. I still His book is about a cow that went over the moon, but that was already taken, so he didn't have the rooster thing to go, so it was kind of like it didn't, <laughs> didn't work out in the same way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the, the cow went over. Right, the moon. that changed it. Over. It was kind of aiming for it and went it's really original. In Latin America, it's under the moon for some reason. If you're going to go that high up, you might as well... <laughs> just head over. You might as well just kind of pop in, stick your head in, check it out for a while before you come back right. down. Right, that's... that's why, why jump over it? That's right. It's a ro rollicking, well, like, cynical tale of yeah. cows and roosters and moons. That's that's what it's about. It's entitled Little Jack Horner, <laughs> subtitle, I Hate My Life. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. All right. Uh, well, I think that's going to do it. <laughs> Great. I think you can stick right. some tuna salad. All right. I think, like like too much tuna salad, this map report has gone <laughs> bad. Hey, and it's time bad. to thanks, stop eating. Thanks a lot, Yanni, for, show, for coming. Thanks a lot for listening and all that. And good luck with the film, man. You know, make sure. Yeah, we Please give it. us a mention in the credits. You know, thanks to the thanks, map report guys. for no reason. You know, just make sure you throw that well, in there. <laughs> you know. There you go. That's you great. We're going to. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Yanni. All right. Take it easy. Peace. Have fun in Canada. Enjoy Player your health kicked. insurance. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. And now he left. Totally oh, so it's like that. Totally didn't even get well, that. Well, that does do it oh, for man. another MEP report. Uh, we want to thank everybody for listening. Health thank insurance. Yanni Newman. Thank everybody who uh, checked us out. And um, remind you to tell friends and keep on listening. Are you giving instructions? Yeah. Are you telling our listeners who to thank? They can thank whoever they damn please. I just, you know. I mean, what the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, Stop! Oh, no. Stop! Oh, Say goodbye, everybody! Oh, Quickly! Oh, what the fuck? Oh, damn! I mean, fuck. Some days I think they might be right. Crowding up my dreams make me so sad. Scared to death in the middle of the night. The proceeding was a presentation of the Met Report. Hosted at www.metreport.com. All rights reserved. In no way should any part of this show be construed as an invitation to buy, sell, or trade flightless birds, or reassemble Voltron. Or at least not the stupid one of the cars. Please support the Mep Report by voting for the show at www.vitalpodcast.com, adding the show to your list of favorites at podcastpickle.com, and clicking on the Vote for Mep link on the Mep Report homepage to vote for us at podcastalley.com. Email us at Greg, Russ, Story, or Andy at mepreport.com, and call us and leave a voicemail or a fax at 206-600-MEP1. That's 206-600-6371. And finally, please join the fight to stop the senseless farming of emu glands. It's immoral, it's unethical, and frankly, it's just a little bit gross. And if that's the case, then my life's a waste Cause there's nothing left to live for but tomorrow And tomorrow's just another day